Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. Hey, let's start with a fun exercise. Look at the blue. You finish the sentence. Look at the blue. Did you think sky? Did you think water? Bird, Windex, Curacao. It's interesting that our brains finish sentences often before the words are there because we have word associations programmed from years of simply putting two and two together. This is an example of what is called psychological priming, which will be our topic for this episode. Now, we're going to pull heavily from an article found at the Very Well Mind site for this one. So let's start there for a more definitive explanation. It says that priming is a technique in which the introduction of one thing influences how people respond to another thing. It works by essentially activating a memory. This phenomenon often occurs without our conscious awareness, yet it can have a major impact on numerous aspects of our daily lives. Let's see some ways that this takes place. And we're going to still be going back and forth and quoting from the article here. We started with an example of what we were just talking about. This specific kind of priming is called semantic priming. We're going to look at a few different kinds of priming. Now, semantic priming involves words that are associated in a logical or linguistic way. Like for example, linking the word banana more rapidly after being primed with the word yellow. So when yellow is mentioned, it opens up the immediate possibility that the next word is gonna be banana or flower or sun. See, our brain just starts to go there because it's been primed by the word yellow. Associative priming, that's another kind of priming. So we did semantic, this is associative. Associative priming involves using two stimuli that are normally associated in our minds with one another. For example, someone says cat, you may say mouse. Someone says cat, you may say dog. Those are the two words that often link up to one another in our memory. So the appearance of one of the words can prime the subject to respond more rapidly when the second word appears. Now, the best example of this, in my humble opinion, and the most perfect exercise in priming in pop culture was the match game. The one that was on TV in the 1970s is the one that I'm interested in, and that was the one that was hosted by Gene Rayburn. They tried to, to remake it a few times, and that's just, you don't want to see that. But the 1970s match game rocked. The buzzer channel still plays them, and I still love to watch them. 
But what's interesting, though, is when you watch those shows now, you have to think of what they would have matched in the 70s as opposed to now. Like in a super match, it may have said apple blank. They might say back then, well, apple pie or apple a day keeps the doctor away. But my 13-year-old might say apple and onion because it's the name of a British cartoon that we sometimes watch. So associative priming can be a generational thing, and it's definitely an individual thing. I thought it would be kind of fun for us to try a few of these, and we'll see how your answers compare to the 1970s answers, and then we'll see how your answers compare to my answers. There's nothing wrong with any of them. It's just that we've been primed in different ways. So how about this one? Blank game. Blank game. Now we've been talking about match game, so let's take that one off the table. Blank game. First of all, what do you think Charles Nelson Riley or Nipsey Russell would have said in the 1970s? What first came to your mind? Blank game. Chess game? Good game. Who knows? But you know what the, the answer was back, back then? Parlor game. You see, it's generational, isn't it? So, so now let's do something fun. Let's see if you and I match answers together. What's your answer to this? Green blank. Take a second. Green blank. Now, what instantly popped into my head was green beans. Did we match? If we didn't, it's okay. You could have said a number of things. Let's try again. How about blank ball? Blank ball. First reaction. And also think about what you think I would say. Blank ball. Now, I'm not being silly or facetious, but the first thing that popped into my head was bowling ball. Did we match? We could have gone a million different directions. Last one. Last one. Gin blank. G-I-N blank. Dun, 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 dun. Gin blank. Did you say gin and tonic? If so, if it was the 70s, you would have won like $500 and you would have been insanely super excited over that $500. And if you didn't win, you would probably still score an amazing consolation prize of like turtle wax or Sanka, which would be equally as thrilling because any way you look at it, you got to party with Brett Summers. So you still won. That's associative priming. How about repetition priming? Repetition priming occurs when a stimulus and response are repeatedly paired together. Because of this, subjects become more likely to respond in a certain way more quickly each time the stimulus 
appears. What's interesting about this one is that we may do this with things that don't go together or things that really don't make a whole lot of sense. We may do this in weird ways that just for some reason resonate with us. Like to us, maybe certain people have certain features that we associate with weird things because we are probably weird. I have one for you. There are people who I feel look like mustard. It has nothing to do with their complexion, nothing to do with the color or the cut of their clothes. It's just that some people, to me, look like they opened in the corner a small packet of mustard, squeezed a little onto their second finger, put it on their tongue, reacted, made a face, and the expression never left for the rest of their lives. I can identify a mustard person on immediate first sight. Now, this doesn't mean they're a sour person. It doesn't mean they're mean. It doesn't mean they don't smile. They just have a look to them. They just, to me, look like mustard. Two celebrities that are full-on mustards, Larry Bird, formerly of the Boston Celtics. He is full-on mustard. Don Henley of the Eagles. He is like a mustard-faced mustard man. And I don't mean anything derogatory by this. It's just that certain people, that's what my brain associates to those people. Here's another example. RB furniture people. <laughs> that's the letters RB furniture people. When I was a kid, my family knew another family, and the mom in that family was kind of a large Caucasian woman with short hair. I honestly don't remember any of the names of these people. I promise you I don't. I just, I, I can see them in front of me right now, but I don't remember their names. But a commercial jingle once popped into my head when I saw this lady one time with absolutely no connection to her on any level, not even in a funny or in, a, in an ironic way. And for some reason, it stuck. When I would occasionally see that lady from that point forward, immediately, without trying, my brain would go at RB Furniture. Come on, come on, come on, come on, ho. Woo! Every single time. Every single time. I saw this woman at a funeral once. <laughs> And that still popped into my head. Makes no sense. And it didn't stop there. Now, anytime I see a large Caucasian woman with short hair, it's RB Furniture. Come on, come on, come on, come on, ho. Woo! I know this is stupid, guys. I know it's stupid. But my brain makes that connection. At one point, I question my whole thought process. Is this just me trying to be cute? Did I make this up for a laugh? Did that commercial even exist? I questioned myself. So I looked it up. One day, not that long ago, after a recent 
RB Furniture Woman incident. For the fun of it, I typed in RB Furniture Commercial 1970s on YouTube, and there it was. It was real. I did not dream it. You will be thrilled and not disappointed if you Google this. RB Furniture Commercial 1970s. It is perfect in every way. Let's move on to perceptual priming. Now, this prime, it involves stimuli that have similar forms. For example, the word goat maybe will evoke a faster response when it is preceded by the word boat, green eggs and ham. The two words are perceptually similar. So I say house, maybe you think mouse. You say dance, and I think I think pants. I say dish, you say fish. You say clusters, I think ghostbusters. That kind of thing. Let's do one more. Conceptual priming. Now, this kind of priming involves a stimulus and response that are conceptually related. Words like seat and chair are likely to show priming effects because they're in the same conceptual category. Like I would say briefcase, back in the day, my dad would say valise. I would look at the checkerboard slip-on shoes and think vans. My uncle who lives in New Jersey would call them espadrilles. The simple sandwich concept by itself is all over this one too. Depending on where you live, you either eat a grinder, a wedge, a hoagie, a blimpy, a po'boy, a hero, a torpedo, a bomber, an Italian, or a sub sandwich. All same principle. But if you ask the people in all these different places with these different names, their particular one is going to be special to them. And you know what? I agree. Each one probably is. One last priming factoid. Research suggests that we do not hear by analyzing the frequencies of the noises that enter our ears and then determining the words that these frequencies form. Instead, we utilize what is known as top-down processing. In other words, think of it like this. Our brains first recognize some sounds like speech, but then our brains utilize context cues to interpret the meaning of these speech sounds. So we're anticipating what's going to come next because we've been primed to anticipate what's going to be coming next. I find all of this amazing. You know what it tells me? You, my friend, are amazing. You are complex and are truly an individual because you hear things based on your own cues. You associate things your way for whatever reason, even if it doesn't make any sense, like RB Furniture people. We all have primers that keep our memories and our thought processes sparkling and full in texture, like literal primer helps 
a rich colored paint stick to the wall. How cool is that? And how cool are you? We once again have arrived at the time on Refresher when we present to you a Spotify playlist to help you to associate songs with the theme of this episode. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Psychological Priming, You Say Tomato playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Psychological Priming, You Say Tomato. Track number one, clocking in at one minute and three seconds. That's real punk rock right there. The song is Human Behavior by the punk band Scream, which, by the way, was the band that Dave Grohl played drums for before he joined Nirvana. Number two, the artist Richard Hell with the song Blank Generation. Number three, Connected by the Stereo MCs. Number four, A Tribe Called Quest, with the track Same Old Thing. You know, I got a chance to meet Fife from this group maybe a year before he died, and he was a really nice person to me. Number five, Love and Rockets, with Yin and Yang. Number six, Say It Over and Over Again, by the John Coltrane Quartet. Number seven, Bread and Butter by The Waitresses. Number eight, from their record, The Wall, it's Pink Floyd with Goodbye Blue Sky. Number nine, Total Mass Retained by Yes. And number 10, The Who with their song, The Seeker. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Psychological Priming, You Say Tomato. Hey, I wanted to pass something awesome once again along to all of you out there. Did you know that having a plant around can actually be psychologically good for you? According to Psychology Today, researchers found that people who surround themselves with plant life and other forms of natural beauty, indoors and out, experience emotional and mental health benefits that have a positive impact on their social, psychological, physical, cognitive, and environmental well-being. With that, I got to tell you again about a great company called Leafy. What a great idea this is. They offer plants to help brighten your atmosphere psychologically. And it's not just like going to a store and buying a plant. Here's what they do that's so unique. They specialize in providing a pot that comes with a wick and a reservoir. In other words, if you're not great with keeping plants alive, this is going to be easier for you. And they provide the plants and the soil too. And they'll ship it to you if you'd like. But here's the concept. Take it with you. Isn't that great? You're carrying around a little tiny plant. It can stay with you in your car, at work, in a cup holder of a backpack. Uh, it not only creates a nice, refreshing atmosphere, but can provide both the aforementioned potential psychological benefits, as well as a pretty cool icebreaker to start a conversation. 
So go and check them out online. It's Leafy, and this is how you're going to find it. It's spelled L-E-A-F-V-E. And you can find them at Leafy, L-E-A-F-V-E dot com. I know the people there. They're wonderful. Check it out. Be sure and tell them that the Refresher podcast sent you. This show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, that would be great. And we would welcome that. But, and this is important, whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen to this show and enjoy this show and pass this show along and hopefully benefit from this show or at the very least be entertained from this show anytime. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. Go look up that RB Furniture commercial. It's worth it. We'll see you next time. Thank you.